Hey folks, how you doing? Good to have you back. I'm with my pal Rick today, and we're talking about the lost children of the 70s. Our people, where are you people? Are you out there? Have you ever run behind a mosquito truck in the fog? Or listened to AM radio on a beach? Or played pole position or Atari? Then you are our people. You are who we're searching for, the children of the 70s and 60s. Yeah, we'll take you 60s folks as well. We're searching for our tribe, and if you get what we were talking about, then you are probably already a member. So sit back and enjoy our flashback as we revisit the 70s. Welcome to Finding Subjects. We touched on this as why does that take you back, and we talked about our kids and the music of today, and that's selfish of us to not think the music of today will transport them the same way. I'd like to think so. I'm not positive because I don't think there's enough FM, CD, playable in a car, in travels that cements that music like it does to you and I. I could tell you right now, pull snack bars and you could go, Uh. yeah, you you could go. (laughs) Did we talk about this? Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying, but... I think Help there's. Me, I think yeah. I'm falling. Back there, whatever, it'll that take that's, you. that's my little thing. Where my friends and I would go run to the to the high dive, and yeah. when that line would come on, we just free fall and drop, yeah. do a body slam into the that's deep end. The, thing. the lifeguards go nuts. All these little memories. I of don't this stuff. think there's that external music that's out there yeah. today that be, is being played. Right. We probably spoke too about the symphony of AM radios when you walked up the beach in the seventies. That you could start and hear Captain and Tennille and then <laughs> leave and then hear a baseball Perfect. game and then pitch up the other end of the Captain and Tennille with the next umbrella. So there's more external. In the middle, fudgy-wudgy, man. In the middle, fudgy-wudgy, exactly. Or, or but, Philadelphia Inquirer. Sure. Or oh, no, Daily News. Daily News. Yeah, exactly. But that's Man, that just brought me back. I do not think that that exists because of the headphone mentality of everybody. Everything's like... It's instead of how we, like everything was kind of shared mm-hmm. ambiently. Exactly. Yep. Like you said, it's all now curtailed to each other, to, mm-hmm. our, to themselves. You're not sitting there sharing. Now, You're not sharing. Thank God we're not sharing the loud boom boxes, but mm-hmm. just a little transistor radio, putting sure. the game on oh, yeah. or, or that oh, yeah. or WFIL. Yeah. Withage. Well, yeah. At the pool <laughs> snack bar with the music on. That world of it does not exist. I yeah. know that. You, you know, it's great to hear be on the beach and hear one of those external speakers playing a playlist now. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. it at least sounds like you said, like wibbage. Yeah, yeah. Minus the commercials and things like that. But yeah. I don't, only time will tell whether or not the, the music of today is as time stamped as that, as that golden stuff of the seventies. And it's funny, my kids will hear a song and, uh, They'll look at me like if we're in the car, we're listening to the songs. If they're not already plugged into their playlist, into mm-hmm. the aux jack, mm-hmm. but if it's the radio and something was on, yo, dad, is that a remake? Is that a remake? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. That's yeah, not, yeah, no, that's yeah, not exactly. the original. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm singing along, yeah, then there's a good be. chance. Oh, there's a good bet that it's a remake, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. it's that's funny. It's the truth, though. That's that's that niche of music that you said. Where are the where are the children of the seventies? Well, like I said, they're married in that YouTube music to go on there. The comments that people mm-hmm. put are as valuable as the music itself. Yeah. I find myself wiping a tear or two half the time. We with call those the allergies. Yeah. With, <laughs> with men don't cry. With memories of, of things that are on those comments yeah. are, are yeah. fantastic with that. Well, yeah. uh, you really brought one back with the beach. I, mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. You know, just sure. walking down, the, taking a walk down the beach, and hearing the little AM radios. AM going radios yeah. that were under the umbrellas, yep. tied on, yep. and that was it. That was uh, all you needed. You know, with seagulls, that. waves crashing. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I mean, fantastic memories of, of the shore, boardwalk, mm-hmm. the ride too. But there again, the communal listening. I wasn't sitting in the back of our seventy-five LTD with uh, even something as simplistic as a Sony Walkman. Right. I mean, they, not they did then. not exist. Yeah. Right. It was your father was controlling shared. what yep. the radio was. So I think that has a lot more to do with that's why the smells and, you know, I mean, I hear Listen What the Man Said by McCartney and huh. Wings. It takes me back to Son of Sam being caught. Oh, you know, wow. And right to the yeah. Campbell's Seafood Restaurant in Ocean City. You Got know, it. like getting out of the car and hear that news report. I hear... Uh, I. 
Bohemian Rhapsody. Now that's really popular mm-hmm. because of the movie right mm-hmm. now. But when I hear that song, Bohemian Rhapsody, we just get on I-95, uh, Ridley Park exit or entrance on ramp heading south. And uh, that song comes on and my mm-hmm. dad's looking at me. Like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dad, it's great. What do you hear it? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, mama mia, mama mia. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the heck is this? Girl? <laughs> and then they start to jam. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was a drummer. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I'm, you know, I'm like singing along, looking ahead. I glance over out of the, you know, peripheral vision there. Old pops tapping the steering wheel mm-hmm. with his finger yeah, beat yeah, and yeah, joining yeah. the beat. So that's that's to me Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and then Killer Queen mm-hmm. is me over there at Swarthmore College, the the, the college movie theater, mm-hmm. hanging out in that area, mm-hmm. and it's that song being played. So, yeah. so that's the same time. It's funny how we can pull these songs out of the air. Here's a big one. You'll get this. 19, correct me if I'm wrong, 1976, Boston's first album. First debut album. First debut album. I have that on my little record player, like Capehart. You mm-hmm. Remember the old Capehart? Mm-hmm. Compact uh, yeah. stereo, yeah, yeah. hi-fi stereo. Yeah, hi-fi. That album comes on, that intro, slowly yeah. building, mm-hmm. and I'm staring out my bedroom window and it's snowing. That, Forever. Isn't that That's funny? embedded in my mind, the beginning of that song. And then I learned, I believe it was Tom Schultz. They recorded mm-hmm. that album in his in basement, his basement yeah, Mr. Tape. to get yeah. that sound. Yeah. Blows my oh, mind. Oh, I know. And, and then that, we went to the concert. We saw him in concert and it had a little bit of a feedback problem. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta, gotta, stop, gotta start. <laughs> and it was. It, they fixed it and it was perfect after that. Oh, yeah. And then oh, anyone that can pull that album cover out of memory, oh. it took. We used to draw that in school. And it took three or four months for the, I would say, how do you say the bottom roots of rock and roll to say you have to flip the cover on its side? Look, the spaceship is a guitar. Yeah, remember yeah. you were like, oh my god, and the flames came yeah, out yeah. of the opening. That absolutely, was, oh, yeah, absolutely. you know, absolutely. That but was yeah, what tremendous day for a long time. The, the largest selling debut album of all time, really, for a while. Wow. Obviously, mm. you know that's been eclipsed by something out there. Yeah, you know, with that. But yeah, for a while, the largest selling. So know? I'm gonna. You know, I don't normally do this, but recently I'm going to turn you on to a, a band that I just heard. They're called Small Town Titans. And they're mm-hmm. out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. I want you to check these guys out. I would play that today mm-hmm. if I could, if it wasn't for copyrights. Mm-hmm. But Small Town Titans, they do a copy of Mr. Grinch. Oh, but dude, like uh, it's, a, okay. it's a heavy yeah. metal, but yeah, you yeah. need to hear the vocals. Yeah. And the whole band, like they, I believe, are recording in their basement. Okay. And that's when I'm mean, segueing to that. Sure. Their sound is phenomenal, but... Wait till you hear these guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they're local. They're, oh, they're okay. local. Yeah. So I think we're going to hear more of them. Yeah. I want to say hello to you guys. Uh, <laughs> and when you get to Philly, Rick and I want to talk. Small town type. Yeah. You can't forget, you can't forget the little people, but uh, awesome. Rick and I want to talk to the small town types yeah. when they get to oh, Philadelphia. That's great. But yeah. really, a really good band. I think there's a bright future for them. And uh, they already got a nice solid following. Oh, they just came back from on the road. Um, they had some car trouble and they had to pay for that. So they only I think, uh, ended up with about a thousand bucks. That's so awesome. Though. The Patreon's like, got people got to kick in yeah, and help them out a little bit. That's but cool. really a, a good band. And I love to hear like local good bands like that. Mm-hmm. Who else did we have uh, from the Philly area? And we'd have to go back a bit. Well, we had the uh, Hall and Oates, obviously. And mm-hmm. then we can go on to the, the local guys. Uh, who do, we'll uh, go back to Todd Rundgren, make putting Upper Darby on the map yeah. back in those days, yeah. and Mr. Croce. So. Uh, interesting, a good friend of mine, they're in, uh, this guy's in the band called Wrecking Ball, mm-hmm. um, Rich, and his wife, um, they're very good friends. Well, her, her mother and father were very good friends with Croce. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she okay. remember him from uh, when she was a youngster. And from such, the heyday. You know? So it's, it's cool that this is a, I, I, I still think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should have been in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because of Bill Haley. Because you're going to tie <laughs> yeah. it into Bill Haley. Bill Haley all started right? here. Yeah, right? yep. so, uh, mm-hmm. I know. You know. But, yeah, um, instead of what, what's the Cleveland reason is what Alan Freed, wow. yeah, was from there. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But as far as music, yeah, it's we here. can always hang on to, yeah. you know, to Bill Haley, you know, starting everything in this area. Yeah. So, and you yeah. have you know, Bandstand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. And uh, my uncle actually was on Bandstand with his band. And right. they, he sang, my uncle sang backups for a guy by the name of Fabian. Mm-hmm. So they did mm-hmm. a world tour. And uh, a cool story that my uncle shared with me at one time was meeting this new young singer at a hotel when all the bands were staying there. And uh, they had a little wrestling match and this young singer split his pants open. It happened to be Elvis Presley. No, I was going to say, <laughs> thing, was it? It was really Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. So my uncle Jimmy wrestled Elvis Presley oh, and ripped God. his pants. So probably 52, <laughs> 53, yeah, 54, kids, early, early. Young kids early, traveling, you know, and they met yeah. up with the band, and Elvis was there. 
And he said, what a nice guy he was. Yeah. And then he started talking about self-defense or something like that. And then, you know, Uncle Jimmy being from the South Philly area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll mess around. Like they start wrestling a little bit. Then it started getting a little, you know, a little bit more wrestling. Then they're going at it in a friendly way. They're laughing and all. Elvis rips his pants. That is too funny. <laughs> his claim to fame. Yeah, right? exactly. But yeah, he oh, traveled all over the world. So yeah. Philly, Philly is a big area for music, you oh, know? Yeah, so. absolutely. All got it. The Hooters. Here. Remember the Hooters? Yeah. What mm -hmm. was he? Uh, oh, there was another couple of young men. Remember the King of the 23 East and uh, yeah. Cabaret, the mm -hmm. Hooters and... Uh, yeah, what else do we have? Well, I mean, could we steal Lonesome George, even though he's over he's the Delaware, Delaware border? I mean, look, you, you, you know. got to go this way. If George Thurgood had to pick a, a team to to support, would he be supporting the Eagles? Oh, absolutely. Or would it be Baltimore? Sure. No, so he'd be an Eagles he, fan. He'd be an Eagles okay, would he be a Flyers yeah. fan or a Phillies sure. fan? So then we get George Thurgood. Yeah, That's sure. That's how that is. Exactly. <laughs> so we get George, <laughs> George, you don't have a choice. Yeah, we get Lonesome, <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's an extremely musical-rich area, you know, from here. Not to mention DJs, oh. you know, that have come from here. You go back to High Lit, and you go back, like you mentioned earlier, with Wibbage. You know, you're talking some powerful radio stations here, here, yeah. New York. Yeah. And then, you know, middle, obviously, you're going out towards Cleveland, yeah. you know, with, with Alan Freed and those things. But, oh, uh, yeah, very well represented in this area, you know. So we can go all over. We can, you know, we can, we can tout this area for a lot of stuff. Food, music, Great Jersey Shore, you know. I think this is where everyone should move. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I'm telling you, Wait a minute. days where I think everybody Pennsylvania has. Pennsylvania tourism going to be contacting yeah, the show. Know, we know? didn't violate anything sure, yet. Sure, yeah. Revolution. Uh, you know, you know what? I'll, and I'll tell you, that's that's an amazing thing. We are right now, what, maybe less than a quarter mile from Chester Pike. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, that was the main thoroughway mm -hmm. uh, from Philadelphia all the way down to Baltimore, was it? Yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. And there used to be, it used to be a toll road. So you're, t you're talking revolutionary travels back then, the colonists, mm -hmm. you know, very cool uh, history oh, yeah. that we have in this entire area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we stretch all the way down to the corner of Fairview, you know, and McDade, you know, that there was the farm where they brought the grinding and grain wheels were brim brought all the way down here out of Chad's Ford mm. during the Revolutionary War because Washington feared they'd fall into British hands. So they hid them Imagine at that corner that. of the, you know, that Imagine corner that. farm, yeah. you know, down there. So yeah, all you know, we're not land. that far. Yeah. yeah. It was all of this land was uh, rich mm -hmm. in history. Sure. Yeah. But it gets to the point of when you live there and you're experiencing it every day, you, know. you and I stare across, you know, the English Channel, the Normandy, mm -hmm. as, as as more history Hope than here. Staring there in about two months from now. Yeah. yeah. So you know, but just <clears throat> there's there's much history and much more importance to America in this area. Malvern, Sugartown Road, Paoli Massacre, mm. you know, all that. But we just drive by the markers yeah. and don't realize it. Where if I were to say to you. There, that corner is more important to American history than Normandy. Whoa, what? Yeah, right, but, yeah. But yeah. For solely American. Even, uh, break down Route 1, Brandywine Battlefield. How significant was that? And then you got Fort Mifflin right down the street. There that you we go, talked your about favorite that. That spot. The, yeah, yeah my mm -hmm. favorite spot. Don's favorite haunted spot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. how important that was in preventing the British troops from going into Philly, giving Washington and his boys some time to get up to Valley Forge so they could regroup, mm -hmm. get ready to head across the, mm -hmm. the Delaware. No, exactly. Crazy yeah. history around here. I know. So, so I got a question for you. So Rick, uh, you know, the other day uh, I had mentioned this to you. I was sitting at a red light and I noticed this car smoking like, like oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just laying out all this white smoke. And it brought me back to two words that I had said to myself and started laughing afterwards. The mosquito man. Well, that's actually three words. Yeah. The mosquito <laughs> man. The mosquito man. You yeah. say mosquito man when we were kids, it would cause an, a riot. Now you live, Rick's, Rick's from the other side of the tracks. I have to say, yeah. That. I and I truly am from the other, the other side, side of the of tracks, track. about three miles down. Mm -hmm. um, what was it the same around here? I mean, when it, when it's you know, I, all I can tell you is like when someone said Mosquito Man, the Mosquito Man could have been a mile away, but if they said Mosquito Man, everybody would jump for their bikes and would have to find the cloud and ride within this cloud on our bicycles, and it was just craziness. That's what we talked about. Who knows what was being spread. It, it, out of those trucks, olive drab, so they were military issued, so they probably had a life prior to what they were spreading then, late 60s, early 70s. You'd get it two or three times during the summer. Yeah. 
And like you said, the call would go out because it had this addicting smell. <laughs> sweet, sweet mystery. Oh, man. It was probably a DDT, who knows, mosquito bug repellent one way or the other, you know, that they had that. But I remember that oh, as man. if it was, it was yesterday. And we had it at the swim club, too. Mm-hmm. And they had this laser beam looking 50 caliber chrome yeah, <laughs> machine gun looking big strap on it goes over your shoulder they crank that little two-stroke motor and it was muffled down a little bit yeah yeah and then they pull the trigger kicking <laughs> and then suddenly this massive cloud big cloud and the, yeah, and the lifeguard would be doing it and we'd oh, be yeah. following the lifeguard and this big cloud of smoke and they shoot it over the water and yeah, yeah. suddenly it's like you're out in the fog <laughs> you can just imagine how toxic whatever they were spreading back then whether and whether or not it even controlled the mosquitoes whatsoever but it seemed like two or three times a summer yeah. you would get the mosquito man and the yeah. only um detrimental attribute that i found out i had was like that little third eye that grew in no, the back yeah, of my other than that sure what well, was great because exactly. i could see if anybody was coming yeah at and i have two t- i have two toenails on my one yeah, left see? you know one left pinky right. my, toe. my buddy has an extra finger but listen know, but they, that was surgically removed hey but we had no mosquito bites we had no so mosquito bites and that's really important because you know the spread of malaria and all that other things that we have problems with all the way up here in the east coast <laughs> oh, and malaria is a big thing yeah <laughs> So we've jogged the memory of some people thinking, oh, my goodness, that's because that's one of those that get buried. And you think, like, there's no way they had trucks coming around the neighborhoods that were I know what happened in my neighborhood, way. and I didn't know if it was unique because we lived right at the marshland. So we, we had a heavy, we truly did have a heavy infestation of mosquitoes and such, and we needed that. And I believe that they were there at least once every couple of weeks. You know, I mean, I know that sounds like a lot, but I think we, we, we got a little bit of extra attention down there because, because of, of where that. we were. And I think um, where, where my memory <clears throat> lays too is you may have hit on something. We had Moore's Lake where we were at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's a body yeah. of, you know, of water, Standing like water. you said. Yeah. So maybe they targeted, so maybe someone in Haverford or wherever in Delaware County that doesn't have things like, I, I can't recall that. I don't remember that. Right. Maybe there was something that I think, had... That. I think it had a lot to do with where water, you know, still water was sitting. And I mean, that is uh, ground center, ground zero epicenter right there in the marshlands mm-hmm. uh, where where I was hanging out yeah, every yeah, day. And, yeah. and, and we would just get hammered. Mm-hmm. I mean, those skeeters were the size of that dog right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with wings. <laughs> with wings. Oh, in fact, my I gosh, think one yeah. day my friend, when, you know, he, he was uh, drug away by my three or four of those mosquitoes. Oh, my God, that big... <laughs> We did have a few beers that night, so <laughs> I could have been imagining things. I don't but know. this will show the power that we talked the last time when we were together of the internet, where we'll we'll put this in, do a little research on the internet, and watch. Well, when you pull up. it up, you'll see right now that uh, those trucks, I don't know if it's still happening, but in Korea, mm-hmm. you'll see these trucks. But then you'll see a really interesting documentary about the government using DDT mm-hmm. to uh, spray for mosquitoes, they said, would prevent polio. Yeah. So... Um, if you go on the YouTube, you'll find these. And this is exactly what it's we're crazy. talking about. Yeah. These spraying trucks, like Rick said, drab green, going mm-hmm. down the street, and all the kids are following and running, mm-hmm. holding hands. Yeah, yeah. They even show one part where they're doing a pool, and they're covering the pool with the fog. And their uh, kids are eating lunch at a picnic area, and there's just keep on chomping oh, on their sandwich. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> I know. This big, yeah, yeah. Their faces are obscured sure. because there's clouds coming yeah. by. But look, hopefully... It wasn't extremely harmful. I mean, I don't want to, I'm going to knock on wood first. Before we, yeah, we're before still, we go any we're further. still here talking about mosquito man, <laughs> you know, but there again, it's, it's what we were of that era. You know, any truck that came into the neighborhood was of good news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be ice cream, softy, milkman. Milk yeah. Mr. We're softy, still Jack with the, and Jill. yeah. We're yeah. still with the Ira the, the, the water ice guy. Yeah. So, we had the water ice guy in, a, in a, and he had, if you, if your cup had a little, star inside the cup mm-hmm. little blue ink star you know you get stamped mm-hmm. you got yeah. free water ice that until I know. yeah <laughs> until well. some ingenious young kid figured mm-hmm. out hey i can go up to the macquarie's up there or grants and go buy that little ink pad and, ink and pad. a little yeah, ink yeah, this spray. This is a, well the ice the water ice guy probably bought his yeah, yeah. suddenly this water ice guy's like wait a minute wait. There's too many kids in yet. here. Yeah, they're getting free water ice through the cups. Oh, that's great. Oh, I know, but that stuff, like we said, these are the powers getting back to the internet where you think we're alone and you'll put that up and you just said, here come pictures of olive drab trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll be an explanation, like we said, of, you know, it's because of the marshlands or things that they thought were close. Yeah. Well, 
will eradicate the mosquito problem by spraying DDT gas. And it's interesting, like, you know, so you'll hear studies about that since they stopped using DDT, then you have the uh, resurrection of the bed bug and how hard it is to kill those without utilizing DDT. And, um, the, you know, different cities have uh, rampant problems of the bed bugs and such. So do they bring it back? Mm-hmm. Do they not? I don't think that'll ever be able to bring no something like that. Way. Not, you know, you, do just, you see the panic in the neighborhoods yeah. now? Something like that came around. Yeah. No way. Right. You know, right. you're not bringing it. Or they're going to design something that puts that out without even. Right. You know, without anyone even noticing anything along those lines. Yeah. But those days, are, those good old days are long. <laughs> those good are old days long, of mosquito long. man, fog chasing, oh, riding your bikes, sometimes yeah. hitting a parked car. I mean, that's what the yeah, hazards you had to exactly. deal with, but you loved it. It's like tie. Can you even go buy what we knew as, you know, original first run tie dye shirts? Uh. That you would buy, and you know, I don't think people even half know how they were made. Remember, you would rubber band the yep. shirts, dip them in, and uh, dip them in, in different Utah. colored yeah. tie, yeah. bring them out, pull the rubber band now, off. Tie was the name side. brand. Was of the name the brand T Y E. Yeah, yeah right. tie dye. Right. Yep. So yep. you know, and then the dead took that over, and that yeah. was the end. So I'm sure there's. I people remember seeing my sisters mm-hmm. tying, you know. Dying shirts, shirts. Dying shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the name came from. People probably don't even realize that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? Hitting on that. Sitting yeah. on great music and great, great. tie-dye shirts, you know, yes. and a great friggin' error. So, so yeah, we will, on this podcast, again, we'll be editing this stuff out, but on this podcast, you'll find that we, we're searching for our people. Our tribe is out there. Our children of the 70s. Yeah, we're searching for the children of the 70s. Yeah. Even children of the 60s got to fit in there as well. Sure. We are theoretically still children of the 60s slash 70s. Mm-hmm. Baby boomers, I would say. Yeah. You're right. But it's a tough It's a tough split era as far as who got the best of the best and who did. If you come along, the difference between you and I age-wise is not that great. But there are times that, you know, when you say children of the 70s, to grow up young— is one thing to grow up teenage years in the seventies. Mm-hmm. That's where it's sort of, yeah. you know, you're the you're, and that's what where where we were. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you're the era that sort of the stars fell on. If you were old enough in seventy five, you know, to go see with without a hassle to go see Zeppelin, mm. you're it, you, and you got there. You're you at that saw, cusp, you not in seventy five. Yeah, yeah, but that's not, <clears throat> you know, that's not the golden age of people saying, "Oh, you know what? Oh, I saw them at the Atlantic City Pop Festival in nineteen seventy. Wow. Or go down some of the venues and what was playing around here, you know, in that to where if you were of old enough, if you were fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, in say seventy two, seven. Mm. So it, it it is. It really is. You figure you're you're a teenage years. You're just thank goodness, missing Nam, right. and your teenage years come in, you've got, oh boy, you talk about a lot of music, it's hard to sit down and argue with a person of that ilk of the shows that they were able to see. Yeah. I have uh, some concert tickets I've found of my sisters, and Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. The Who, and oh, crazy exactly. bands. Some that are on the bill, you know, yeah. certain, certain bands that are on the bill with them, what you could see at the Electric Factory, mm-hmm. You know, like we were just talking about Philadelphia and its music scene. And Tower Theater as well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you know, where it was really, wow. You know, you could see Elton, you know, in in his heyday. Everybody seemed to be in their heyday, you know, Santana. Mm. But I would put that, say, 70 to to 76. If they're your teenage years, man, Mm. you had an incredible palette of music that came through here that you're able to see live like you said we see facsimiles of bands i never consider that you know see page and plant you know and john paul play live no you know live aid itself was fantastic you you know but you know to be there and see a band you know named you two that had to introduce itself (laughs) and Mm. where they were from about that you know and then obviously you mentioned bohemian rhapsody to see queen turn that festival on its ear Mm. You know, with that performance. So, yeah, it was great. And I, you know, I just finished a book too. I think we spoke about the last time on the whole Live Aid Festival and Bob Geldof and just a quick thing, a page of great PR. He he made announcements at the press conference about bands that were going to play that he had never even talked to the band. So when I think I think Queen was in Auckland, New Zealand at the time that he announced that they were playing Live Aid and their manager heard that and thought, what did he? Yeah. What did he well, just say? Yeah. And he got in touch and says, "You know how? Movie. Yeah, how <laughs> yeah, dare? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're not playing. 
And, you know, and do they do they present, you know, Geldof saying, well, then you deal with the PR nightmare. Yeah, it was kind of like the uh, they reached out to uh, Freddie Mercury Mm -hmm. and uh, as 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 in the movie it was. And um, he his uh, assistant, we'll call him, uh, answered the phone, never gave Freddie the message. And then finally, when it got to to that point where he, he gave them the message, he was like, wait a minute, you know, like. Things had changed, and he did. I think at that time he knew he was sick, and he did want to perform, and uh, they knocked it out of the park. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really cool, uh, if you search it on YouTube, talk about these YouTube videos of, uh, it's a pre-concert. It may have been a Green Day pre-concert, and uh, you know how they they play the songs on Mm -hmm. before the band start, and Bohemian Rhapsody comes on, and you got to hear these people singing this song, every word of that song. So yeah. search that on YouTube, and it's just awesome. And I believe it's like, a, you know, before the bands even come on, yeah. Green Day, people are singing Bohemian Rhapsody. It's fantastic. And there's another classic Bohemian Rhapsody uh Performance by a gentleman and sitting in the back of a cop car. Did you ever see that one? No. Great. Uh-uh. You will. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's guys. Yeah. I think he's Canadian. I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah. again, search that you know drunk yeah. guy singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the back of a cop car. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. I All, every word. Yeah, yeah, I, I in fact, I actually learned some words of the song. And, oh, is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. There you go from the drunk guy. <laughs> from the drunk I know. guy. Now, no, since really you funny. saw Bohemian, which yeah. I was unaware yeah. of. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um. The portrayal of that, you lived through it like I did. The portrayal, did they did they sort of give you the portrayal of Queen like Queen owned the rock and roll world from the from the opening to the end? Or did they portray Queen the way you and I grew up with Queen? There was a lot of, what is that? You yeah, know, anytime I, they try to, you know, which we look back now as genius. You know, another yeah. one bites the dust came out. I can remember that thing. Somebody saying, "You know, what is that?" I think yeah, they didn't when when it began. They started uh, when Queen was a band prior to Freddie. The, mm-hmm. They showed them playing on stage, and he was out watching. You know, watching the band play and such. And uh, the the singer quit. Mm-hmm. And he walks up and introduces himself at the end. Says, "I'm a big fan of your band." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, we used to be a band, dude, but you know, mm-hmm. our singer just quit." He goes, "Well." You know, basically, you know, that he was a singer and he wanted to sing for them. Yeah. So it showed them from the, their on the humble beginnings. It never showed them as like a super band okay. or, but there was certainly an outlandish side of them that they portrayed that people, yeah, what is this? What's going on here? But when he opened his mouth and sang, and then you hear the Brian May guitar mm-hmm. and just the way the band sounded. In fact, and I've said this, uh, you know, on Facebook to some friends, the casting for that movie was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Brian May looks like Brian May played Brian May. Yeah. It's just unbelievable what they did there. Um, I, I think it was a great movie. Um, it showed Freddie's struggles, you know, dealing with his personal life. It showed, uh, you know, some outlandish ideas for songs like I'm in love with my car. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you're in love with your car? Like, what kind of song is that? Yeah. And just them kind of like working things out like that. Um but there was musical genius in there. And it oh, was Freddie sure. that does show him as the that creative mind. Like, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this. Yeah. And we and you know, people are gonna love us. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. he was right. He was sure. they were so they're, I remember when it first came out myself. I'm like, what is this? Uh, yeah. But when you heard Killer Queen or you heard Bohemian Rhapsody, you're like, what in you God's name? It. Talk about and out the, of the box. Yeah. These guys were out of the out box. Out of the box. And it did show their producers like this is what, a rock opera? Yeah. Wait a minute. Like, and it's how long? Uh, no, no, no. Like, songs to be played on the radio are only two, three minutes, something like that. <laughs> and I forget how long it is. Six, yeah. seven, eight, nine uh, minutes. Yeah. They're like, we can't do that. Can't do it. It's and then long. him pulling some Freddie going to somebody at a radio station that he knew and they had a good relationship with and him explaining, hey, man, let's play this song. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? Let's play this song. And they played it. Yeah. And suddenly everybody's like, whoa. You know, so that's where you okay. know, I think that's they could have with the movie maybe shown more of Freddie's younger life. So it was kind of like a real balance between the band yeah. and Freddie. More Freddie, obviously. But uh, if they had even showed more from the youth of these guys, you know, growing up and, and then maybe dug in deep a little bit more. But yeah. you know, I, mean, I think they did a fantastic job yeah. on it. Anybody who's into music would really love the movie. Mm-hmm. But again, the portrayals, the, the casting was just phenomenal. Yeah. So, and Rick, something that you would appreciate. Now, you know how movie theaters are these days where you can't just walk into a movie theater. You got to get reserved seats. Mm-hmm. It's 15 mm-hmm. bucks. You know what I mean? Like to see a movie. Yep. And uh, we were two rows back. 
which is kind of close to the, to the screen, the sound these days, every word that they're saying, like from an audio perspective, and I know you're an audio freak, like I'm an audio freak, Rick, just phenomenal, just so crisp. And so I really love that about it. And um, people say, well, that was the same about Dunkirk. That's what they won their, their, their awards for was the sound. So I need to go back and listen to that bit closer mm-hmm. at Dunkirk. Well, Dunkirk was a little bit of IMAX. I saw that in IMAX, and that was a little, that was almost overbearing a little bit. Okay. It was so intense and so loud. Okay. It really took till my first viewing of the Blu-ray when it came out yeah. till I heard a lot of what the RAF pilots were saying, mm. you know, because the, the Spitfires were so, the were so loud. yeah, you could not get in with that. You know, anyone who's not seen it, it's a linear time to where they show you three points of view of the entire yeah, battle of yeah. Dunkirk. Which was very interesting. Which was yeah. great. You know, it was done well in that. But that, that movie has aged on me. The more I've watched that on cable, that movie has it's gotten slowly gaining on me. And mm-hmm. I tell you, I got one problem with the movie. And I feel bad about it because I think it's really done well. How many people had to evacuate? How many soldiers had to evacuate from Dunkirk to go back to the to England? Well, uh, 300,000? I was going to say, you're 300 grand, most likely, with those beaches. Okay. Well, at any given time, you see the guys all lined up on the piers. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for the ships. You see about 5, 10, 15 rows of of men, Mm -hmm. maybe 200 in each line. Put some CGI in there, man. Load up them beaches. Oh, yeah, load the beaches (laughs) to where (laughs) they're Just from a historical aspect, uh, it killed me. I'm like, what, where are they? Yeah. And I feel bad. Again, great movie. Mm-hmm. See the movie. Watch the movie. I mm-hmm. think it's great. Just a little, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like to neg- be negative towards anything, but that's just bothering me a little bit. And yeah. Shannon's like, lighten up, man. Oh, yeah, I know. But still, <laughs> if you break. want, like, in the am- scale of the evacuation, we don't know enough visually to whether or not at one point you had 300 grand all on that beach. True. Yeah, there you go. Or whether they were in the port out in towns increments. trying to get right. out in increments right. in, in that Which stuff. It would make more sense if they did it in increments. I mean, why do you want to have 300,000 exposed on a beach when mm-hmm. you got Stukas coming uh, in absolutely. and hitting them up? So sure. yeah. my well, it's, I take no, it back. It's visualized. <laughs> yeah, you can always look at it that way and think, is it? But there again, the battle itself, you're talking... You know, they'll argue till the cows come home why 300 grand were allowed to evacuate. And there's, you know, there's 80% of the people saying, you know, old Adolf wanted them to get back home. Mm. He wanted that. First off, there was no anti-Semitism across the pond as far as across the English Channel. Mm-hmm. So he knew they weren't going into London for that. Two, he wanted those shell-shocked faces to go back to England to mm. say, there's no way you, you've got to, you have to get to the peace talks at a yeah, table right. because there's no way we're going to touch this yeah, army. Yeah. So like I said, yeah, he wanted that because you hit the nail on the head. You've got all, you got the Luftwaffe snuffing around up, up top. You could have taken that with one airstrike. You could have taken all those. So as gallant an effort as it is. You know, the little navy comes across and it saves everything. Yeah, there's there's people to this day, and it's not a huh. conspiracy. I never really theory. heard that theory, but it's, guess what? Yeah, it's it a, makes all sure. sense in the world. It Adolf had him against there and thought, let him go home, let him go home, scared to death. Let him take the fear of what they just saw the Wehrmacht do to them, driving them to the coast, and that'll put the pressure on Churchill and them too. He had enough pressure inside his own cabinet at that point. To go to, you know, to see what kind of peace treaty, you know, and that that he could get with Germany to not invade. And like I said, there's not, you know, the, the, the anti-Semitism that drove that Nazi party a lot. There's not a lot over in London that they would have been able to chase down yeah. there. That would not have been target one for them. So, yeah. so this here is a classic reason why everybody should subscribe to this show. Well, we we really did finding subjects yeah, today. Exactly. <laughs> Let's yes, see. We did. Let's see. We talked about uh, small town titans out of Harrisburg. Yeah. <laughs> Great upcoming band. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Mosquito Man, mm-hmm. music of the seventies, children yeah. of the seventies, concerts of the seventies, World War II. Yeah. Come on, bring it, it all, man. What else? <laughs> and the whole, the whole time. Excuse me. The whole time we were talking about uh, talking about you know the evacuation out of Dunkirk. I was craving a grilled cheese. Like I don't know why. What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. I have okay. no idea. I was, I was thinking no of a cheese steak. <laughs> no. 
That's great. I was like, man, no I'm disrespect really to those gentlemen, but this has got a soup grilled cheese day written all over it. You know but, what I had yesterday, and it's it's a it's a happy time in Panera Land. They have the uh, autumn squash soup going on right now, and that's like a butternut squash soup. Now listen, we get nothing from these people. Yeah, <laughs> but we will tell you. <laughs> we'll tell you when something's good. All right, small town titans, they're good. Go check them out. The guy singing Bohemian Rhapsody drunk in the back of a police car. Go check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's a YouTube want to see right there. Panera for their <laughs> for their autumn yeah. squash. Where so, is our closest Panera? That is up on uh, Baltimore Pike in Springfield. Oh, uh, the one County. there across yes. from from, yes. from the nice giant. fireplace there. Yeah, back. from the giant. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I was there last night and just uh, Man, a, look at that. with my daughter. Yeah. yeah. Just chilling out. I said, oh, I got to get this soup. You mentioned Panera Bread. You mentioned with your <clears> daughter and that. And... You know, as far as going out to eat and things along those lines, that's another thing, too, is the the devil may care places that we went, you know, in in our early youth and teen years that we were all able to walk to. You came from a neighborhood the same way as I did here. Everything was accessible to be able to go, whether, like I mentioned, the pool snack bar, you know, the pizza and the, the steak places. Now, what did you guys like? What was a weekend thing for you? For us, it was walking to the McDade Mall. Mm-hmm. Like that was the big thing. Hey, mm-hmm. you, you cut up through Glen Olden Park. Yeah. You yeah. got up, you know, went up the big stairs yeah, there. You went, you went the south. We went north. We oh. would ride on the railroad tracks up to McDade Mall. One oh, that was okay. the only movie theater for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, was McDade Mall. Plus, you know, yeah. the the excitement of getting out to go to Orange Julius or yeah. Italian Delight. Yep. You know, and those things to eat. You know, mostly. And by any chance, did you play pole position? Absolutely, four <laughs> well, speed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I just got to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I dominated pole position for quite a long time. There was a initials up there that yeah. I won't say Jeez. all those initials. Yeah, yeah. Double T. Oh my God! <laughs> Rolled yeah, the yeah. airwaves over there. Big four speed pole position. <laughs> Love pole to. position. Yeah. Fuji. Sure. Yeah. And there had, again, you had to drift around those corners, man. Oh my God! You couldn't stop. This no is so great. You drift. You spin I was the that one wheel. You would, drift. Hit the, you would hit the oil slick yes. too, right? Do the back. Yeah. Spin all around. Oh man, what a great game. Yeah, the oh, graphics were fantastic yeah. on that stuff. Yeah. So we had the you mall. Know. We had, I mean, of course, we saw it with the movies that we saw. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, Jaws. So, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so that's, Towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. Earthquake. Mm-hmm. You know? Incense around. Incense around. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really, you know, where yeah. we could we could walk to. So we we were going to the same destinations. Yeah. You yeah. going south, me going north. You remember when the Kmart but, opened and Doug Favell and Ed Van Amber there? Yes, signing autographs? Yeah, was huge. See, we didn't know each other as kids. But we were in the same area. Down at the lake, ice skating. You definitely were there. Mm-hmm. I was definitely there. Yeah. Not even from the neighborhood, but I was there. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah. there's that yeah. whole little infrastructure of things from, from towns. And, you know, we were lucky. We grew up in places that were accessible, but that's the seventies in general. I yeah. think, you know, there's no locked doors, you know, right. there's no locked bikes. Remember yeah. you rode a bike and you, you just came it right up and skidded right on the front yeah. and you were in. I heard a, a, a comment from a gentleman last night talking about his grand. Mm-hmm. He was at Panera and he was complaining about his grandson causing a fury in the house about how he wants a certain cell phone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and the old guy says, we used to run around like animals in the fields. We used to run like animals in the streets. And I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting there laughing. Mm-hmm. And he's all serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We did run around like animals. Absolutely. Oh, I know. <laughs> run yeah, around in the animals in the street. Animals. We had a great time. Yeah. We were outside doing crazy you could stuff. Pl- you could play Kick in anything. Can. Kick the can. We had something. If somebody got a new piece of furniture, we would cut a hole in the box of the furniture, put it out oh, in, the, a fort. in a driveway on a summer day in August and put like 12 of us in the box to see who could stay in there. <laughs> so it was inspiration. Sort of, yes, for, exactly. <laughs> from Bridge on a River, River Kwai, Kwai, you know, so how they tortured the British soldiers. We thought that was a great oh idea that God. we could do. But there again, yeah. we ran and your memory will cloud it and obviously make it a lot more romantic than it probably really was. But I can tell you, I could name the 30 kids that showed up every night in the summer yep. to play flashlight tag. Yep. You yep. know, we pulled from the Ridley Park area, our area of Ridley Park. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were a lot. It's the same thing with you, yeah. Yeah. you know, up, uh, up there in We Falkland. just had, in you the village, we literally, for, for where I grew up on my street, and I walked down to uh, Taylor Drive, I had to go. So you're calling that maybe less than a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. I walked through literally, and I call them gangs of kids mm-hmm. because they were like, like you know, they're crowds. Each crowd, each corner had a crowd. Mm-hmm. There was Carter Road. There was the, mm-hmm. you know, the bottom of Carter. There was Carter Road. There was Edwards. Then it was mm-hmm. us down on Taylor Drive. 
and you're talking 30, 40 kids yeah. at each street. That's how many kids were in the neighborhood. And every, every night during the summertime, we're out back in the marsh. You're picking the punks, mm-hmm. you know, the cattails, yeah. and you dry the cattails yeah, out. Yeah. And then you light them at the end, and you're, you're running around, mm-hmm. and they're keeping the mosquitoes away. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> we were and definitely I didn't use the afraid DDT. of the mosquitoes. Yeah, they didn't have the DDT oh cattail for yeah. some reason. Wow. I don't know. What an invention that would have yeah. been. Yeah. But and then you had the community fireworks. Then you had the, the carnivals that would come to town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody sat out on the front steps. And whatever I did then on Taylor Drive, it was back to my parents by the time I got home. And I got my butt kicked. Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. You know, people watched about over everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, the village raised raised the children back in that, those days. They really did. Yeah, you know that they overlooked. I mean, where I ran, the house that I hung out had seven boys in the family. Jeez. Wow. So right off the bat, you know, there was eight of us if I showed up, and like I said, there was thirty or thirty-five of us there all the time. Yeah. The house still stands. Yeah. The full court basketball court awesome. that we built, you know, by cement. Wow. Still stands on the side of the house. I look at that and think, like, wow. You talk about a house that stood the That's test amazing. of time. You know, yeah. it is that house where, you know, where was the next block over? But yeah, that, that stuff I think it, 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 more today, it does not exist. That yeah. world does not exist we, today. I was telling a kid, my daughter, uh, for her sorority uh, down in college in Philly, um, they had a Thanksgiving day where you mm-hmm. bring all the family in. And I was talking to this one family, they were for, uh, from, from Jersey. And one kid wanted to get home and he wanted to pay, play a new game. And I think it was called Fortnite or something like that. Is that a new yeah. popular game? I, I don't, I'm not really familiar. And I started laughing. I said, uh, yeah, I, I know all about that game. I had, obviously I had no clue. I started mm-hmm. getting on this kid's case. But I start, started telling him about Atari mm-hmm. back in the day as one kid had it. Yep. And we'd take a quarter. And we'd put, put our little initials on it on a piece of tape yeah. and lay it on top of his television. That meant you were on deck. We're on deck. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and he'd like be, how many, how many people were on deck, like waiting yeah. to play? I said, there'd be 20 quarters there. Yep. I said, meanwhile, my buddy Jimmy, he's collecting the money. And people, mm-hmm. you get to play Pong. Yeah. Or yeah. something. What's Pong? Yeah. I'm like, Pong's this like little yeah. line that you move back and you got to play tennis yeah. against the wall. He's like, oh. So invigorating. <laughs> oh, I know. The graphics were phenomenal, oh, man, but that's what we had. That's what and we had, had Space Invaders after a while. Yeah. Or, uh, asteroid, it. excuse me, Asteroid. Yeah. Remember Asteroid? And you loved it. That's just how, yeah. And then, and then guess what would happen? The mom would deal about an hour of that. Everybody outside. That's it. Go run you around. Go play something. Yeah, Bam, you were gone. gone. Yeah, you were home by 1030. Yeah. You know, we had a 1045 curfew where the whistle would go around here. Mm. So as long as you were in before that, okay, then then you were good. But that's every night. Yeah. Like I said, that was through junior high, yeah. through high school. You know, when I look at as far as being raised that way, that's that's great. But you always remember your mom and dad saying, like, we grew up in the best era of the 50s. Yeah. So every teenager yeah. think that this would be tough. Though. There's just a lot of restrictions on things. The world has changed. Yeah, it's it a has. lot scary. It was scary in the 70s, but there wasn't, you know, this whole social media type of thing that I'm not downplaying that. We, You know, Tony and I have talked about YouTube 25 times in this conversation. Yeah. You know, these are the things that are great or being able to go online to find information there. But there are it some things to be said, sure, yeah. that, you know, it was a much more innocent world, you know, back there. But and I'll tell you, you know, segueing right into that era that we're speaking about in the 70s, you want to talk about social media and how it has impacted my individual life and millions and millions of others is, you know, any day of this week, I'll go on Facebook. I'm talking to those same kids that I was running around with back mm-hmm. in the 70s. There's the person oh. that brings the, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, you know he what? He knows and, I'm here. And, and I have that. I have those people. Yeah. They're blocked. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hello out there. You're blocked. Yeah. Why don't I get back to you? Exactly. You're blocked. Yeah. I unfollowed you. Read the I never ri- really liked you. Yeah, read the writing <laughs> on the wall. You know what I mean? If you keep messaging me. And you're not getting, I'm muting you. Sure. I'm deleting the conversation. And Get the pe- head. Yeah, there's people that I think think that if you did grow up together, even though you did not socialize or whatever, just for the fact that you grew up there, well, we didn't run around then. There's no reason now to, you know, just yeah. because we grew up or went yeah. to the same high school or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. That, you know, we'll enjoy each other's company now. No, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know. It's I a, sold out. It's, 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 a, it's very interesting, you know, that these kids have all that. And that's a whole nother world that they mm-hmm. deal with and they could school us on, mm-hmm. on how it all works. And there's etiquette. There's, they have their own little etiquette of how this all works and mm-hmm. who they would talk to and who they don't, which I ask questions and they laugh at me. You know, sure. But, but I'm trying to learn, you know. I know that, but you got to play the role too. I play the even, 
uh, how would you phrase it, even the more clueless person. You know, it's easier for me to act as if I don't know any of that, you know. That's a dad thing. It's I do the same thing. thing. I'll say to my hey, daughter, what's, what's whatever, is that up on my space? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but there again, we could argue, we could talk for two hours. What is right to what we yeah. did in the 70s it's and 80s so dating or now the phrase, you know, oh, they're talking. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, yeah, no, they're just talking. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you there's the good they're and the bad talking. of, no, yeah. just talking to where it was. We remember the nerves of walking in, in front of the phone. Oh, my. Will, will you go do out I with call me? Or, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good idea Hi, if we go story. out. Uh, will yeah. you go out with me? <laughs> oh, I Probably guess the so. six hated words in the world that I ever had. Oh, oh I know. Will, will, you, will you go, go out, out with, with me? me? And then she'd give you an answer, yes or no, in a conversation. No. And you would hang right, up. Right, yeah. bye. Or yes, <laughs> and you're like, all right, uh, all right I guess we'll talk tomorrow. I'll talk later. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, oh my real God. Romeos, but the pressure that was on that. <laughs> oh my God, was, man. And I'm sure, you know what? We it's There's still kids today. Yeah. So we, we want to make them older than they really are. It's still the nerves oh, yeah. and the embarrassment and the geekiness of those years. Yeah. You know, you can't, the other thing is you can hide now behind texts, you know, and get in touch. Getting with, out easy. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting that. off easy. Would not want that at all. Oh. No, think of the relationships you had where if you had text or instant accessible phone calls, they would have been ruined. Mm. You would have suffocated girls. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you were infatuated enough with them to try and play that game of not being overbearing, mm. where now it would be really hard. Yeah. You know, you left the so, girl's house. And that's probably a big problem nowadays. Sure. You're too overbearing. Yeah. How do you get away from people? You mm. can't say, you can't not be available. Yeah. You know, like we could say, well, I don't know. I'm, nobody I'm, even I'm, said, no nobody one told, told me, me you called. That you called. That you called. Yeah. So, you know, so didn't have the number. Yeah, Accessibility. There sure. is no out. There's no out. Interesting. Yeah. There Which is, is no things out. that like I personally really don't think about often mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, I mean, I know as a dad, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always accessible. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm, my phone's always with me. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, when you left the house, you're gone. You're gone. Unless they knew where you were and they knew where you hung out with you mm -hmm. or whatever, you you were gone. You were gone. You, you were gone all day long. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't talk to or see somebody for a long time. You had to, yeah, you had to knock up for somebody. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go knock up. See if you can come out. Knock up meant not See if you can come up and Knock play. up back in the <laughs> 70s meant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it did not. Oh, Christ, yeah. the dog jumped. Yeah, it did not. <laughs> See how good that security See, that's system knock is? Up. Even a dog knows what knock-up means. Right, yeah. Juno? Look at her. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the truth. That stuff is, yeah, it's uh, a little uh, overbearing yeah. now with the accessibleness. So You know, I, and I don't hear that from my daughter. I'm sure that stuff is, you know. How can you get away? They probably purposely don't tell me. Oh, yeah. Because I'd be that dad. That's what I mean. You yeah. have the stalker guy that's never, you know, how do you... How do you not get away? I'm sure that's that's turned into many a problem yeah, now. Yeah. You so know, the negatives that, of the social sure, media. Sure. Of yeah. being able to get, you know, be able to get where you're at. Yeah. Well, things have certainly changed tenfold from oh, when we were goodness. kids as to what's going on sure. right now. You know? I know. Not we are children of the 70s. Children of the 70s looking for who is out there that remembers all that great stuff. There's enough articles written. You know, there are great... You know, online sites, you know, that pay attention to the 50s and the 60s and that. But the children of the 70s sort of get poo-pooed, yeah. you know. So if you, you have any great stories of children of the 70s, hit us up. Uh, that'll be findingsubjects at yahoo.com. You can send us emails. Or uh, just go on to the findingsubjects.org website mm -hmm. and contact us that way. Absolutely. We'd love to hear what you have to say. That's findingsubjects at yahoo.com. Ooh. Perfect. Or finding subjects. <laughs> Findingsubjects.org, either one. But yeah. uh, always a pleasure to talk to you about this type of stuff, Rick. So we're, we're, so people are like, well, what the heck did they, where were they going today? It was talking about the 70s, what we grew up with, and appreciating that time. And we're just, uh, after Thanksgiving, we're very appreciative of, uh, of everything that we have. Absolutely. Rick and I, that's why we're friends, because yeah. he is a rock whaling. Rock <laughs> whaling. <laughs> I know. I am, yeah. and he is, and it's just, what is that? What is that rock whaling type yeah. of thing? It's, I think it's just someone who really appreciates the down-to-earth things in life, and when you strip it all away, uh, what's there that is pure and natural and good within people and within life itself, not clouded by all that's out mm -hmm. there. You know, just, uh, just, yeah. just being really appreciative 
of what we have. So this was an awesome direction the finding subjects went in today. And it's always a pleasure talking to Rick about this type of stuff. Same thing, Tone. Yeah. And and for the listeners that are bored and don't like it, like a vintage Etch-A-Sketch pad, just shake Shake it it. and it'll erase. (laughs) Shake it up. (laughs) And we'll be back the next time with another episode. And maybe more direct, but you know what? We came over here today and I did want to talk about the 70s. I did want to talk about being a kid. I wanted to talk to Rick about that. I mean, from where I grew up to where he grew up, we considered you guys rich. You guys were the rich people. Like you came over here if you went to the the lake. Mm. Oh my God! Yeah, wow. Look at these houses. Yeah, oh, the big single Victorian. You know, we, and we're back down there, and we called them townhomes. Yeah. They're row homes that you know. Yeah. There's five to a block, and you're dealing with you know people. It was all, and that what what that was. It was all the immigrants from South Philly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we call them immigrants because it's people that came out yeah. from, from the city to the suburbs. Yeah, and but, and then uh, you know for them they were out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're oh, out in the wow. suburbs. There's us. trees. Big Victorian. There's a tree. Yeah, we my, have a tree. My father told me don't trust anybody who lives oh. in a twin. Oh, <laughs> we see that. <laughs> and I remember my wife. Yeah, uh, when we buy a house, we're going to buy a single, right? Well, guess what? You're going to have to wait just that much longer now because I got to make more money. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, single homes versus the and and everybody I met. From where she, where I met her, she and her and her her friends were not allowed in my town. Nobody was allowed yeah, in yeah, my oh, town. Sure, oh, go, absolutely. You want to know why? Go back a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I believe there goes my hero. I'll give you a little bit of insight of what I was doing when I was eight to ten years That's old. That's it. But that was my town. That was what was going on. Only a four or five mile d- difference where we're at, yeah. but a world a away world as far as away. what we were. It was so. as inner city as a su- suburban town, I guess, could get without being in the city in a way. But we had a lot of uh, blue-collar, hard-nosed people that worked there. Tough crowd, Mm -hmm. tough neighborhood, and uh, all great people, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just different. And like I said, out here, all really good people. Uh, A socioeconomic divide, for sure, but um, worlds away. And I think the fear that came from people not wanting or being afraid to come to my neighborhood was, not really understanding and knowing sure. who they were. Like they were said, yeah, all. But you're talking first generation, most, most, mostly first generation immigrants. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but immigrant well, song. We can talk about yeah, the immigrant song. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. 1970, oh, Led oh. Zeppelin 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what do you think, Rick? Good. Do we say goodbye to these con folks? We say goodbye. Yep. We'll, we'll tweak on this a little bit. And by, by all means, get back to us if you're a children of the 70s. We're looking for you. Yeah. Grow with us. Yes. We want to become a tribe. Yes. We'll tie-dye. Yeah, tie-dye. <laughs> we'll tie-dye, and we're going to make our own mosquito man. There you go. How can we make Perfect. mosquitoes? Yeah, so I know. My God, the fear of the mosquitoes still haunts Tony and I. I don't like well, mosquitoes. Yeah. Ticks and mosquitoes. Like, God was in a really bad day today. He made ticks and mosquitoes. Like, could you imagine? Let me, let's make something. Yeah. I got to make something today. Here's God with a big cigar. I got to make something today. Okay. <laughs> what am I going to make? Yeah. They're getting on my nerves. Yeah. Hey. Paul, <laughs> Paul, what do we need? Yeah, something Make that itches. something that sucks their blood. And then leaves an itch. And leaves an itch, yeah, a big perfect. well. Yeah, it's and perfect. give them something to give them a disease. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, because we need to know the reason why that bug is on Earth. There is no reason there's a mosquito on Earth. You know, the, the mosquito, I believe, is the number one cause of death on Earth. I right? can imagine. From malaria and I a different... I can imagine. What you know, because we had a big malaria scare up here. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what the DD2 drugs stand for. So. Ticks and mosquitoes. I have no idea why they exist, but God could probably tell us yeah. why. For what? For the bats? For food? We'll find out one day what Someday. that reason is, and you'll be like, oh. "Until that day, yeah, we it's gotta a, go." It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, mystery wrapped in an enigma. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky. Always a pleasure, my man. Same tone. All right. Talk to you old folks soon. And this is Tony and Rick. And this is finding subjects. And that's Juno you know, gnawing on a bone. Not a problem. That's okay. It's our pet. That's our mascot, yeah. Juno. Okay, folks, see you.